Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on a beautiful Friday morning. I'm Burley Gunner. Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com. And on Apple Podcast, we are live and well today, baby. On a strong Friday morning, we have another weekend full of nothing but football, baby. Football. Yeah. I'm talking high school football. I'm talking college football. I'm talking the National Football League. We start tonight as I will venture off to Youngstown and travel with the Maslin Tigers. The Maslin Tigers are going to travel to Youngstown and they're going to try to avenge last week's loss to St. Ed's. They again are 3-2 and two, and they're going to go to Youngstown and face Austin Town Fitch. The Falcons tonight. Last time these two schools met up, Maslin blew, blew them out. Blew them out of the water. 55-7. to seven. But back in 2019, a lot's changed in two years, man. I don't know. Uh, the quarterback for Maslin in 2019 is throwing a baseball now at Kent State. Tune into that game tonight on Q92RadioSports.com for all the play-by-play action. It's going to be fun. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, the drive's going to be, you know, kind of, you know, it's a long drive, but, you know, we're, it's exciting. It's going to be an exciting atmosphere for, for week six tonight in high school football. College football, back tomorrow with a full slate of games, baby. You got to love watching the college football games on Saturday, just relaxing, just hanging out on Saturday. You got nothing to do. You're just chilling out. You're hanging out. Day off. Such a such a moment, such a moment being there Saturday, chilling on the couch, wake up, drink a coffee. We got Notre Dame in Wisconsin, Texas A&M in Arkansas. We got Iowa State and Baylor, who's 3-0, by the way, not ranked 3-0. Tennessee, Florida, and Ohio State plays Akron from just right up the road from here where I'm at. And then, of course, the biggest day of the weekend, Sunday, the NFL, baby. Man, do we have something entertaining games this weekend. Some entertaining games, a bunch of games to discuss. Let's go dive in, shall we? Unless 
screw it. It wasn't going to do this, but we can. We can talk about it. Let's talk about the Thursday night football game. We're not going to spend much time on this, but let's talk about what we saw last night. The Panthers won in Houston 24 to 9. I mean, that was I mean, right up the alley that I that I thought it was a it was a close game until the fourth quarter. Carolina pulled away. I mean, they're they're just ultimately the better team. So, let let's let's dive into some some things that happened in the game, some things that I saw um, during this game, Sam Darnold, 23 for 34, 304 yards, did not throw a touchdown pass. Okay. No touchdown passes. He did, however, rush for two touchdowns. Davis Mills, 19 for 28, 168 yards, one touchdown, 168 yards. You know what that means? That means the Carolina Panthers, through the first two weeks of the NFL season, were the number one ranked defense when it comes to opposing pass yards given up. They were number one, and they will probably, more than likely, stay at number one, holding Davis Mills to under 200 yards again at 168. DJ Moore in that game came up hobbling. He ended up returning into the game, but Christian McCaffrey left with what was a hamstring injury. Um, listen, Christian McCaffrey's going to have to, he's just got to stay on the field for this football team to, to operate functionally because I was talking to one fourth of the four Chubbs, Chi town. And what he said I, hit me really hard. He said, um, Sam Darnold, just doesn't have the instincts. And I sat back and I thought about that. And I said, you know what? You're right. He doesn't. I mean, he, he may be a talented quarterback. He may have a good arm. You know, he may be accurate with the football. He may know how to, you know, read a defense. He does not have great instincts at all. At all. It, it seems like, so when, when you're in a situation that you've got, you're, you're about to take a hit, so I'm going to tuck the ball or I'm going to throw it away. Split-second decision, I don't think he's got that. So I think Chi-Town hits that right on the head. I, I'm not saying that he can't lead the football team to, um, when I say the football team, I mean the Panthers. I'm not saying he can't lead the Panthers, but he's not going to, I don't see him turning this, Carolina tonight kind of felt like the Browns against the Jets a couple years ago when Baker Mayfield came in and won the ball game. It felt like that. Maybe it was a Thursday night game early in the season. The Panthers have been bad, and now they're 3-0. and I don't know. It felt like they should be a winning football team, okay? I just don't know that they have it. And I think that they're going to start to be – a little exposed because if you think about the schedule that they've had, they've played the Jets. Yeah, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They've played the Saints. And the Saints only scored seven in that game. Jameis Winston was 11 for 22 with 111 yards in two picks. So the third game is against Houston. So how can you, how can you, they're like Denver. Denver's going to be 3-0 and as well. Everyone's going to be raving about Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers. Let's chill out, all right? Let's just chill out. The upcoming schedule for this team is not easy. They're going to go to Jerry World next Sunday. They have Dallas on the road, okay? That's 
I'm sorry. I think that's where they're going to get their first loss. They get the Eagles at home. I think that I think Jalen Hurts and that offense overpowers the offense in Carolina, especially if McCaffrey is going to be out for a little while. He did not return to the game last night. So, it, it, like I said, that's their workhorse. That is their workhorse. But when he left the ball game, he had the second most touches in the whole National Football League. And then he, and then he went out with the with the the hammy and never returned. So they're going to have to get him back because after the Eagles, they have the Vikings. Now they do face the Giants. So good for them. They get both New York teams. I remember. I remember that last year was fun with Cleveland. Remember that. Remember. That, remember you get the New York, then the bye, and then you got New York again. It's fun. Fun time. The Falcons, the Patriots, the Cardinals, the football team. All losable football games, in my opinion. And all better opponents than the three that they just went up against. They will get the Dolphins, uh, which we will talk about here coming up on the on the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. I want to talk about Tua. I want to talk about the Dolphins a little bit. Uh, the, the Bills, the Bucks, the Saints, and then the Bucks again. So they get the Bucks. Two out of their final three games. I don't see the Panthers being a playoff team. Uh, they're they're obviously going to. They're tied right now, and technically they have the advantage because of being three and zero. Tampa Bay being only two and zero, but Tampa Bay is going to get that victory this Sunday against the Rams, and they're going to be tied for that number one spot in the NFC South. It's going to be interesting uh, early, but I don't know if it stays interesting. Uh, Really, th- throughout the season, I don't even want to say late. I-, I I think middle of the season, we're going to start to see you know the Carolina Panthers uh, fold, kind of like the Denver Broncos. Both of those teams had very easy games to start. But now, granted, give credit where credits due. Give credit where credit is due. You get the schedule that's handed to you. You go three and zero. You did you did exactly what you needed to do. Job done. Job completed. You're three and zero. You're winning the games that you need to win. That is a good sign for young teams. That's why I said about Cleveland. That's why I said about Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield steps into the league. They're winning ball games that they need to be winning. They're not losing the stupid games that they, that they shouldn't be. Now I understand last year the Jets. They lost to the Jets. But the, typically, the the, uh, the Browns win the games that they should. And that's what I think is a good sign if you want to take anything from it in Carolina. They are, with Sam Darnold, you know, not not he's not a rookie no more. He's a young quarterback on his second team now. But Sam Darnold, it's a good sign to see that they are winning games against teams that they should be, and they're winning convincingly. I mean, they, they, they there was never a point in time in that ball game last night that I thought the Texans were going to run away with that or possibly come back and stun Carolina, even when McCaffrey went out. They just were overmatched, overpowered. The defense had at Davis Mills' number. It was, it, was, it was over before it started, as I like to say. Let's turn our attention to Sunday now. I want to talk about the Cardinals in, in Jacksonville. Yeah, this uh, this sounds like a real exciting game. But I'm actually looking into a couple things. I believe that this game is going to be the blowout of the week. All right? I don't get it, really. I mean, if you're a sports better, the cards are favored by a touchdown. And I think that's a little disrespect. Uh, 
I think they should be much more than a fa- than a touchdown favorite in this game. 10 points, 11 points, 12 points, 13, whatever you want to call it. They are going to roll Jacksonville. There's going to be no match. No match whatsoever. The thing that worries me is the east to west coast travel back and forth from Arizona. They, you know, they played in Tennessee, then back to home and now back to you know the uh the east coast where they're going to play jacksonville so that's going to be on my radar i want to see how that uh that young offense that young quarterback that young head coach can fare going east to west like that early here in the season um listen this is going to be jacksonville's best opponent by the way arizona they played the houston texans and they've played the denver broncos all right now, don't, no disrespect to those teams, but Arizona is going to be their best opponent by far. Not even close. Okay, I don't see how either of those teams would be uh, beating Arizona. And Jacksonville got the wood laid on them in, in the first two weeks uh, by lesser opponents. So Arizona gives up twenty three points a game, while Jacksonville gives up thirty a game. That's probably where you're where you're getting, you know, that touchdown favorite right there. But but let's just be honest with ourselves. Jacksonville's been giving up 30 a game to crappy Houston and crappy Denver. Their offenses stink, and they're still giving up 30 points a game. Arizona might drop 50 in this one, okay? Arizona might just drop 50 here. I see Arizona mopping the floor in this game. You can keep your eye on Kyler Murray, too. The guy's got nine touchdowns through two weeks. And after this weekend, he's going to be in mid-teens. Someone to watch as a potential MVP candidate? I don't know. I just love me some Kyler Murray, man. I love me some Kyler Murray, man. Love me some Kyler Murray. Another interesting one for me is Miami headed to Las Vegas to take on... New Raiders. I'm looking for two things in this game. Number one, how real is Las Vegas? They're 2-0. And now, granted, that is a better 2-0 than the Broncos 2-0. And that's a better 2-0 than Carolina being a 3-0. Promise you that. But how real is Las Vegas? They're 2-0 against two quality opponents. Somehow, someway, though... I'm still confused by them. I need to know more. I think that Derek Carr is in the better half of quarterbacks in the league, but I don't think he's top 10. You know, I he he pairs well with Gruden, I guess. Quarterback coach combo. I mean, that's 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 top 12 quarterback coach combo, I would say. But I I I, I I'm still trying to figure out the Raiders. The Raiders. Number two, I think Miami's done with Tua. He's got broken ribs now, and I've already had questions with Miami's confidence in Tua from last season. You know, when they were, you know, when they kept throwing Fitz Magic back in the damn game. That's not how you do with that's not what you do with your franchise quarterback who's trying to make it in this league. Trying to learn how to lead a team, how to how to learn an offense. All right. It's not what you do. You don't just bring him out. And have Fitzmagic try to save the day when you're sitting there with no hope whatsoever at 
even coming close to being Super Bowl contenders. So what do you, what, what's, what's the point? When you're not a Super Bowl contender in Miami, you need to be bettering yourself so next year you can be a Super Bowl contender. And I, I and obviously Ryan's fit, Ryan, Ryan, fit, Ryan Fitzpatrick, are you serious? Love the guy. Guy's great. You thought he was going to run your franchise? Obviously not. That's why you drafted Tua. But why keep playing? Why go back and forth? And I don't mean to 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 bring something up that was a year ago, but it just leads me to think that they were already kind of out on the guy. You know, you don't do that. I think they're just done. I think they're just done with the guy. Jacoby Brissett's going to take over. He's not the guy either. Guy's been around the block too long to start up a franchise now. Not going to do it. Not convincing me, at least. Not convincing me. Been around too long. You can't just waltz on into Miami and go, oh, yeah, we'll take over the team now. I don't think so. I think Miami's going to be in, in the draft lottery again. Um trying to trying to draft another quarterback because I just don't think two is it, man. Everyone compared him to Drew Brees. You know what he is? He might be Drew Brees, but he's like a D plus version of him. Like what do you, what do you have with Tua? He's not super electric f- speed. You know, he doesn't have a huge arm. All right. He's not tall. In fact, he's short. He's light. You know, all these quarterbacks in the league, Mahomes, huge arm. You know, Lamar, speed, Baker, accuracy. Josh Allen, tall, big. What does Tua have that stands out? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, he kind of reminds me of Drew Brees. Why? Because he's small and he's accurate. And he really hasn't even been accurate in the NFL. I don't know, man. I was a Tua guy. I loved Tua when he came out of Alabama. I don't know anymore, man. I just don't know. Another interesting one, Buffalo. They're going to try to avenge that home opener loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get the football team. This is an interesting game. I do I do have Buffalo winning this game, but they could easily go 0-2 at home. All right? They are going, Josh Allen is going to have the time of his life Sunday, all right? He's going to have a tough time, I think, with this defensive front seven from from Washington. Now, again, I do think that the fans, I think those fans are, you know, those fans are up there with, with Cleveland Browns fans, you know. They are real and I don't think they're going to accept the fact that they lost that first game. Now, I'm not saying the fans control the, the outcome. But home field advantage is huge for me in the NFL. I think it's a big thing. The fans are going to be double, triple, quadruple times electric in this football game that, than they were the home opener against the Steelers. I, I They rolled Miami. Uh, I get it to a left. They rolled them, though, 35 nothing. all right? The Jacoby Brissett was the backup quarterback. He's still a professional. Okay, you you beat someone thirty five nothing. I don't care if it's the starter. I don't care if it's the backup. They're professionals. They beat them thirty five nothing, and they're 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 on a roll. I think they're going to play a much closer game here um, with Chase Young and company. I, I see Chase Young getting after Josh Allen. Um, 
And and that's another thing. You got to keep your eye on the Washington football team's defense because, again, like we've talked about earlier uh, in previous episodes on the Burley Gunner Show, the team's defense is supposed to be one of the best in the NFC, and we we just really haven't seen that for through through the first two weeks against really you know the Chargers, which is you know the Chargers high powered offense, but you're not really getting that. You're not fooling me. Uh, in the week two game, you know what I mean. Just a just a interesting spot for for Buffalo here because if they could get this win, now they're above five hundred, two and one. Next week they have Houston. Smells like a win there to go three and one. It's just a very good opportunity here because the following week they're going to run into a little bit of trouble. When they have to go to Arrowhead, and then they have to go to Nashville and play the Titans. So, this is a big ball game here for the Bills. If they drop this game, man, they're going to be at best two and two going into that Kansas City game. Uh, I believe Week Five. So, yeah, you 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 got to get this one at home, revenge game. Home, you know, Buffalo. You, it's not supposed to lose at home, right? Right? You can't lose this one. Not saying you have to blow them out. I don't think you're going to. I think this game is going to be a lot like Cleveland and Chicago um, when it comes to scoring-wise. Tight score throughout. But you got to get this one, Buffalo. You got to get this one. You got Houston. Coming to you the following week, good opportunity to go three wins in a row in a 3-1 start to start the year. Then you got Kansas City. I'd feel much better going to Kansas City, going to Arrowhead with a 3-1 record than 2-2, and and that's not even a guarantee. You're 1-2 if you lose this game. Then you'd still have to beat the Texans, which I would sure hope you could beat the Houston Texans, Josh Allen. The game of the weekend for me is going to be played at Arrowhead. The Chiefs host the Chargers. I'm going to spoil it right now. I got the Chargers winning this game. I listen. Just listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me out, okay? Hear me out. Both teams one and one. Kansas City has no run game. Chargers do. Chargers do have a run game, okay? We've been over this. Kansas City... Strong pass game. Chargers, fourth best in the league defending the pass. Okay? That matters. That is the that is the bread and butter. As as my as my guy Shytown would say from the four chubs, that's his bread and butter. The Chiefs are going to have to throw the ball to beat to, to beat the Chargers. If the Chargers Defensive statistics stay true. I don't see the Chiefs putting up a ton of points. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring affair that everyone um, believes it to be. I'm not saying it's going to be low-scoring, not in the teens. You know, maybe somewhere along the lines of 24-21, 27-24. It's not going to be a 30-40 point shootout where both teams are scoring five, six, seven touchdowns in the game. I don't see it that way whatsoever, okay? Another thing. Here's, here's, we, we, we may, we could see a tie, honestly, but here's what I, here's what I'm getting at. Justin Herbert 
is 62 for 60 or 62 for 88, 675 yards throwing. Mahomey is 51 for 67, 680 yards throwing. They're both one and one. Mahomey has six touchdowns. Herbert's got two. Same record. Mahomes had to had to throw six touchdowns to get there. Herbert only had to throw two. What's that say? It says that the Chargers overall team is better and less reliant on the quarterback. That's what it means. It's like the Browns. The Browns and the Chargers are both better than the Chiefs. Chiefs have the better quarterback. Chiefs have the better tight end. Chiefs have the better receiver. That's all. When you start mixing in, you know, the overall team, that's when football takes over. That's when things to to most people don't make sense. To me and to football guys, makes perfect sense. Anybody who thinks the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have their way and and roll through the Chargers this weekend, I'll come on here Monday and I, I will eat my words if that happens. I think the Chargers actually upset the Chiefs. And I think for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career with Andy Reid, he's going to have two losses in September. He got his first one last week. Why not two? Listen, I've been saying this. Kansas City is only getting worse. Kansas City, since their Super Bowl against the 49ers, they're only getting worse. They are so reliant on Patrick Mahomes. So reliant on Mahomes. It's not even, if you took Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, they wouldn't sniff the playoffs. They They would not sniff the playoffs. If you took Justin Herbert off of the Chargers and replaced him with the same quarterback that you replaced Mahomes with on the Chiefs, I think that they could still win the AFC West. Now, is Justin Herbert the piece that kind of gets them over the hump and now you can start talking about going to the AFC Championship game, going to a Super Bowl? Absolutely. You know, pick up Gardner Minshew, throw him on the Chiefs, throw him on the Chargers. Chargers aren't going anywhere, but they're better than the Chiefs. Right? Think about that for a second. Just think about that for a second. If you swapped Gardner Minshew with Patrick Mahomes and then swapped him with Justin Herbert, who's better? The Chargers are better. Because at that point, all the Chiefs have is Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And who the hell's going to get him the football? Who's going to find Tyreek Hill 60 yards down the field, streaking back after a 20-second play was blown up, and Patrick Mahomes, the wizard, just magically keeps the play alive, it spins around, does a, a, a kick flip on a skateboard, eats a cheeseburger, and throws it deep down the field. That's why the Chiefs are so dominant. That's what the, Mahomes keeps them in the ballgame. They are getting Worse, okay? That's what happens when you have to pay a quarterback. $50 million a year. All right? It's a lot of money. They're going to pay for it. 
The window's still open. I'm not saying the window's closed for Kansas City. They could win the Super Bowl this year. That's how special Matt Patrick Mahomes is. And that's why he got paid that money. But when you talk about one afternoon, any given Sunday, give me the Chargers this Sunday. I'm going to bring in one-fourth of the four chubs, Dr. Dog. Jake is now with me here in the room. We're going to talk Bucks rams the Bucks 2-0, the Rams 2-0. Um, we've discussed this game, actually got into a, a really long discussion about this game. The Rams, I don't see the Rams beating the Bucks. What about you? Um, no, I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I, I mean, I, ha- I, I predicted the Bucks to be 17-0, and you can't be undefeated and lose week three. Um, close game, yes, it will be. Uh, it is in SoFi, home of the Rams. It'll be a closer game than uh, expected, but I think Tom Brady just seals the deal and gets the job done over that powerful uh, L.A. Rams defense. Right, but the Bucks defense is better than the Rams. The Bucks defense is just simply better than the Rams. The offense is better than the Rams. I don't know about 17-0. I know we talked about that, joked around about that, but, I mean, this is going to be one of Tampa Bay's toughest games um, of the season. It's early enough that if they were to to, to lose the game, it's not going to mean much. But I, I just don't see I just don't see how how Tampa Bay goes to SoFi loses this game. They've been on fire. Um, couple couple close games. One thing I will say is they allowed Dallas to come back late in the game. They allowed um, Atlanta to come back late in the game. So and then and then obviously they. Uh, put the pedal to the metal in the fourth quarter, ended up blowing out Atlanta. But I just, I'm with you. I, I can't see how Tampa Bay loses this game to 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 LA. And not to mention, I don't, I don't even think the Rams are as good as what everyone believes that the Rams are. I don't see them as a top three team in the NFC. How you doing, by the way? You doing good? Yeah, coming off. Uh... It's been a long, great week. Victory Monday was a long time ago, but hey, I'm still celebrating it like it was yesterday. Uh, Browns come away with their first win of the week, uh, looking to make it back-to-back against the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields coming back to Ohio to uh, start his first game in his NFL career. Should be interesting in the dog pound. You want to get into that now? I had it, I had it listed to talk about next. We can talk about it now. We got one more game that I want to talk about uh, after this one, but we can we can talk about it now. You ready? I'm always ready. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's inevitable. We both have the Browns winning this game, right? But we we dive into why, how, etc. Or do you you think the the Bears possibly win this game? Oh, the dogs are definitely pulling away with this one. Uh, that it's that Bears defense that uh that 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 we have to overcome and missing our uh top receivers. Hopefully we get Odell back. Uh, Jarvis is out for a minimal of three weeks, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm, I'm having a hunch that Nick Chubb has a has a shine week and he he comes out maybe a two touchdown, 100 plus yard game. I, I I don't know. I mean that Ram that that Bears defense, excuse me, is just too. Too good to let everyone run all over him, but I don't know, man. That that man, Nick Chubb, he's special. So the Bears have given up 71.5 yards per game through two weeks. They held, you know, Joe Mixon in check last week. 
They had the Rams in week one, so the Rams didn't didn't amount to, to much on the run game. You know, they're just they're allowing only 143 yards on the ground, the defense is. That's fifth best in the whole entire National Football League. I don't think Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're going to pound the ball as much. I think they're going to get above 70 yards. I think the Browns as a whole are going to rush for 100 yards, and they're going to – see, that's the thing. For me, Chicago's big thing is stopping the run. I think Cleveland is going to do enough throughout the game to beat that statistic, and the Browns favor – in the game because of their defensive front seven against the Bears' offensive line, which I don't think the Bears, like the Browns, the Browns are going to have an answer. The Browns will run the ball. You're you're outside of your damn mind if you think the Browns are going to be held under 70 yards rushing the ball in this football game. It's not going to happen. The Bears' uh, rush yards per game is going to elevate. It's going to go up after this game. Not saying the Browns are going to rush for 200 yards, you know, 100 piece for Nick Chubb, 100 piece for Kareem Hunt. It's not, not what I'm saying. But I think that the the weaknesses and strengths will play key for the Browns where the Browns offensive uh or excuse me defensive line will overpower the Bears offensive line. They will have no answer and the Bears defense may uh, overpower the Browns run game, but somewhere throughout the game, Kevin Stavansky and that Browns run game will evolve into something and put some sort of points on the board. You just can't. You, do, how how is Chicago going to score points this Sunday? Yeah, that's the thing. the 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 spotlight on the Bears team is the defense, and uh, that being said, you need a, you, you need the offense to score some points for the defense to do their job. Uh, Justin Fields, first NFL start. Uh, yeah, it's back at home where he went to college, succeeded. But I, I, I don't think that's enough. I think the dog pound is going to be rowdy enough. I think he, he's going to have the butterflies in his stomach. And again, we're talking about a Cleveland Browns defense that, in my opinion, is top five in the NFL. Uh, they, they, they had a fluke last week, I think. A lot of people don't think so. I think they, they, they highly underperformed. They, yeah, they only gave up 21, or yeah, they only gave up 21, but it's against a non-high-power Texans offense. I mean, you you got to stop that, hold them to 10 minimum, and just, just trample on over them. Yeah, the offense did their job, but the defense needs to step it up a little bit, and uh, hopefully that's what I'm looking for coming this week. Well, you got you to gotta remember, the defense gave up 14 points, in what I like to call real game management time, where the last touchdown of the game, Houston scored on you know garbage time defense for the for Cleveland. Joe Woods is not pressing the receivers, giving them cushion, 10, 15-yard cushion. I'm not saying they were allowing the score. not saying they were trying to let them score by all means. That's not what the case was. But <clears throat> the Browns, I think, are just going to overpower the Bears this Sunday. It's going to take a little a little while. I don't think the Browns are going to blow the Bears out of the water by any means. I don't think this is going to be, you know, a route. I don't even think the Browns are going to – I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game for Cleveland. I think they will score the lowest amount of points that they have scored, and they're going to give up the least amount of points that they've given up. So I would lean towards, you know, a very low-scoring ball game here a prediction if i had to shoot one i would say cleveland 20 um chicago 
10, somewhere along the lines of 20 to 10, 17 to 6, something, something like that. I think Cleveland, I think it's going to be a lot like what we saw last night with Carolina and Houston where Carolina is clearly the better team, but Houston was lingering around, hanging in the game. You were wondering, are they going to do anything that's going to kind of turn the tide of this? But ultimately, the Panthers in that game, they controlled the entirety of the game. There was not a second in that game that I thought that they were going to lose. But throughout the game, it was a low-scoring affair. It was a tight ball game throughout. And then in the fourth quarter, that's when the the Panthers broke away. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Nick Chubb might not see the end zone until the fourth quarter. But that's when I think the, the Browns eventually pull away from Chicago late in the fourth, early in the fourth quarter, you know, something like that. But... Through throughout, you know, it's going to be a close, close, low-scoring ball game. Yeah, I actually got a final score prediction. Uh, give me twenty-seven seventeen Cleveland, and like I said earlier, I I personally believe Nick Chubb is responsible for fourteen of those points. Okay, so seventeen points for the Bears. How? What are they? How the hell? There, there would have to be a turnover involved. Cleveland's going to have to play sloppy, which that's the thing. I don't think they will. Baker Mayfield's thrown an interception in back-to-back games. That's something that he did not do last year um, a- after, the, after the Cincinnati game when Odell went out. Again, not blaming Odell. I, keep, I hate when I say that. I always say that. When Odell went out, he th- didn't throw an interception. Just a coincidence. Just time frame. Not something. Baker's very careful with the ball. He's not someone that turns the ball over. So how does Houston, in your mind, come up with 17 points? I think that's more me wanting to see how this defense responds after last week. Uh, I mean, that's 17 points allowed. That's telling That's telling you that I don't think they're going to come out and perform like they should. Um I mean, like I said, you got Justin Fields' first NFL start. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a lot of explosive in him, but he's gonna be nervous. He's gonna be nervous. He's gonna be throwing balls where they shouldn't be. He's gonna be running when he shouldn't be. He's gonna be. It it, it, it all ties together. Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have a good game. Um, couple slip ups here and there. I think he's gonna have a great career. Uh, but I just think it's a really bad start to to start your career first snap in the dog pound it's just it's just not gonna go well Uh, I'm gonna give them the points because I think the Browns defense might slip up a little bit I mean yeah I'm gonna be barking too I, I I just have this taste in my mouth after being at first energy and watching the Houston Texans the Deshaun Watsonless Houston Texans score 21 points on, again, what I believe a top five defense in the NFL. That doesn't happen. But hopefully this week they change my mind and uh, I give them the respect that they deserve. So, again, Burley. Speaking about, uh, speaking of changing minds. You think uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to change anyone's minds this weekend? Because I have the 49ers rolling in this game. I can't, I can't explain how Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers lose huge in week one. It was 38-3 back in week one. 
you got to be kidding me. They were off to a very slow start. It, it, it took them until the third quarter to get anything going against the Detroit Lions. San Francisco's got one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Definitely one of the best defenses in the NFC. What what makes anybody believe this will be the Packers' best opponent? What makes anybody believe that the Packers are going to turn it around now? See, this is one of the games in the slate that it it draws my eye, but for the wrong reason. I I, I this game to me, honestly, is just a toss up. I think it's a toss up. I think it could go either way. I think either offense could highly perform, or either defense could shut down the, the offense. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers had a bad week one and a bad first half of week two, but come on, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers, you got, you got Aaron Jones, you got Devontae Adams, like, I just, I, again, a really, a really close game on a Sunday night football game, home opener for the San Francisco 49ers. So, you mentioned that, you mentioned Aaron Jones, you mentioned Devontae Adams, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Here's my thing. Yes. Does Green Bay have the better quarterback? Yeah, they do. Does Green Bay have the better receiver? Yeah, they do. Does Green Bay have the better running back? Yeah, they do. But that's it. That is it. We talked about this. We went over this with the uh, Chiefs Chargers. And a little bit ties it, you know, a little bit Browns Chiefs. The the Packers are a, are the C minus version of the Kansas City Chiefs, comparable in the NFL. When it comes to they have those three guys on the offensive side of the football, the defense is is abysmal. It's not there. There's there's literally nothing behind be, beside Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. So that being said, they may have the better those three. You know, Aaron Rodgers may be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Aaron Jones would be San Francisco's best running back. Devontae Adams would be San Francisco's best running back. But when you put them all together as a whole unit in a team and then you factor in the coach and you factor in the defense, San Francisco rolls Green Bay. I hate to get off to get off topic, but uh, I, I just got a little side question for you, Burley. Do you still think that the Packers are going to win their division? You know, I, you know, <laughs> see, we've been over this. We've been over this on the Burley Gunner show. The schedule is daunting. That Lions game, that was the easiest one on the schedule. You've got guys, or you've got teams like the 49ers on the road. You got the Bears on the road. All right. You got the Cardinals on the road. You got to go to Arrowhead. All right. Like the, you got to go to Baltimore. And your home games aren't a walk in the park. You got to play the Steelers at home. All right. Still going to have to play the Bears at home. Da Bears. You're going to have to play them. You're going to get Seattle at home. You're going to get the Rams at home. You're going to get the Browns at home. All right. It's a very daunting uh, division. Now, yeah, the. If you're in the Packers division, you're going to have the same opponents, minus one or two. You're going to have the same opponents. But the way they lie in the schedule, home and away, that matters. The Packers are 1-1. One one, the Bears are 1-1. One one. The Lions 0-2. Vikings 0-2. I don't, I, I don't see how the Bears, Lions, or Vikings win this division. I'm going to go ahead and just say, yeah, Packers win the division. But this could be a very bad division. This could be a very, very 
bad NFC North division. But you still think, you, you, you really think, you truthfully think that the Packers are going to beat the 49ers on the road after they've played eight quarters of football and really only looked good in one or two of them. You know, I'm not exactly saying the Packers will win, but, I mean, come on, you can't count out the, the last year's MVP. He's, he's going to come up to play on a primetime game and maybe spoil San Francisco's little home opener to ruin their 2-0 streak. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it, it's a toss-up game to me. Either, either, either thing could happen. The offense could shine. The defense could shine. I... I I just don't see how this is an easy win for San Francisco. I don't see it. I, I, don't, I don't see Green Bay winning this game. I don't care Aaron Rodgers is going back to his hometown. I don't care that he's from Chico. I don't care about the I, – I just don't. I, I don't care. You're going to have to show me, Aaron. You're going to have to show me throughout the season. And If Aaron wins the – if the Packers – Aaron, yeah. Well, really, it is. If if the Packers win, you say Aaron won because that's that's it. You take Aaron Rodgers off the Packers; they're the worst team in this in this division. I I would say they're they're right there with the Lions. I don't see how they win the game. I could be wrong. I'll eat my words on Monday morning. If I am wrong, I don't see how the Packers win this game. They they might. I I I just I can't I can't draw up any sort of scenario in my head that the Packers come away with this game. I just can't. Good stuff. Good show today. I appreciate you for joining uh, Dr. Dog here in the last final uh, couple minutes with us, diving into some NFL talk for this Sunday. I can't wait, man. And I can't wait for this uh, this game tonight. Maslin, you hear about this? Maslin, the Maslin Tigers, they're going to go to Youngstown and take on Austin Town Fitch. Last time they played, your buddy was quarterback for the Maslin Tigers, Aiden Longwell, through um, a ton of yards and touchdowns that game. I don't have the stats in front of me, but the final score of that game was 55-7. to You're going to come to this game with me tonight, right? It's the game of the week, of course. Where else would I be? So you're, you'll, you'll be there? You want to be... You want to sit press box? You can sit press box. You're gonna sit out in the stands. Sometimes it gets hot in those press boxes if there's no windows. I think it gets hot because you're in there screaming. But no, you do a good job. I like uh, I like sitting in the press box, getting a little behind the behind the scenes action. Maslin Tigers, Austin Town Fitch Falcons tonight at seven o'clock Eastern time, four o'clock Pacific. If you're in between, do the math. That's Maslin Tigers at Austin Town Fitch on Q. 92radiosports.com. Again, Q92radiosports.com. That's at 7 o'clock Eastern. Now, I hate to, I, I hate to jump in and, and, and ruin your, your, your outro, but I wasn't in here when you said it, but I heard you say it. Are you really taking the Chargers over the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers oh. over the Chiefs. You missed it. The, um, so... So I'll dive into this. I'll go, I'll go back into this real quick. It's it's sort of the same thing with um, it's sort of the same thing with the Packers. Some we just talked about, right? Actually, it's a better scenario. You are going to have the Kansas City Chiefs, who have Patrick Mahomes, the better quarterback. Yes, they have they have um, the the tight end. Yes, the better tight end. Yeah, they have the the Tyreek Hill, the big three. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. What do they have after that? What do they have after that? Justin Herbert is just as is he's 
just as good so far through two weeks of the season. One and one record, and Justin Herbert has thrown for more yards, has more completions, and and he's only thrown two touchdowns. Now, why does that? What does that tell you? Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are one and one, same record as Justin Herbert. Okay, Herbert's only thrown the ball in the end zone two times. Chargers have a running game. The Chiefs do not. The Chiefs do not have a defense. The Chargers do. In fact, the Chargers defense is in the top five. Uh, I'm serious. You're you're smiling at me. You're laughing at me. The Chargers is top five defenses through two weeks. One of them was against Dak Prescott and the high-powered Dallas Cowboys offense. They are giving up the fourth fewest yards through the air. Kansas City cannot run the ball. And Kansas City is going to have to throw the ball against that defense that's given up the fourth fewest yards. That's why I have the Chargers beating the Chiefs because I just think ultimately the Chargers team as a whole is better than the Chiefs. So on any given Sunday in week three in September, I think Patrick Mahomes, I think Mahomes is going to pick up his second loss in September. No, that, you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna ride the sunset, leave the studio, all perfectly fine until you threw that last part in there. No, I think you're wrong there. I don't think Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's any way possible Patrick Patrick Mahomes loses two in a row, especially after last week in Baltimore when he shouldn't have lost. His running back fumbled the football. Now I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna uh, slander the, the 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 L.A. Chargers. But you want to talk about a team that's going to roll on Sunday? It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the team that's going to roll. No run game, no defense, and the Chargers' offensive weapons matches up pretty good with the Chiefs. And I think Mahomes is going to, for the first time in his career, back-to-back September losses. Back-to-back September losses, first time in his career with Andy Reid. I think you need to put some respect on my homie. I, listen, I respect Mahomie, all right? I respect Mahomie. I got it. I understand. When it comes down to it, though, the Chargers team as a whole is better than the Chiefs. The Chargers, let's not forget, I predicted them to win this division, okay? The Chargers will possibly have the number one seed in the AFC. I stay true to that. Man, what a show we had. Again, thanks for joining us, uh, Dr. Dog. Thank you for listening out there. You're a dog. I love you. On the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and Apple Podcast. I'm Burley Gunner. This is the Burley Gunner Show. Go Browns! Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe. I love you, and go football!